We just sung, come and see what God has done. The story of amazing love. The light of the world given for us. Is that not amazing? I just want to say Merry Christmas uh, to our NBC Loudon Church family. I want to say Merry Christmas to our guests that have joined in and gathered with us to celebrate the birth of the Savior of the world. You know, the songs that we just sung and the scriptures that we just heard read represents the greatest news that you or I will ever hear in our life. It's the greatest news that you or I will ever hear in our entire life. And I know that's a bold statement. And it's a statement that when I was younger would have bounced off of my heart so fast, I would not have even given it a second thought. It's a bold statement. You, you see, I grew up in, in church. I grew up singing similar songs. I grew up hearing this story, and it was a warm, sentimental story, no doubt. It was a story that some around me found far more important than I found. It was a story that others around me, uh, around this time of year, had to bite their tongue and tried not uh, to scoff at what they saw as the ridiculous claims of the Christmas story. And there I was. Each Christmas, not rejecting the story, but in no way embracing the story and all of its implications for my life. And I suspect we have some who have gathered with us that would identify in each of those categories. That you're here tonight for some, this is not just a story, this is the story. I mean, this story represents and reveals that which matters most. It helps you make sense of this broken world. It, it's, it's everything to you. This is, this is the story of all stories. And then there's some who have gathered here tonight. This is just a story. It's not the story. It's just a story. It's, it's not that you reject it, but you're not necessarily engrossed in it. It's warm and helpful to a certain degree, especially during holiday seasons like this, but it has little to no bearings on your day-to-day life, how you understand your circumstances, how you relate to other people, what your priorities are, how, what you value most. It's, it's, well, it's just a story. And then there's some who have gathered here tonight or this afternoon, and it, this story is not even believable. Some of you in this room, you outright reject it, and you're here only because you love or care for someone who invited you this afternoon, or maybe you felt guilty telling them no, so you just gave in, and now you're just trying to make the best of it for these next few moments so that you can move on to a nice meal and maybe open up some presents. If that's you, let me just say that we're honored that you would gather with us, even if you find this story too hard to believe or you find it unhelpful to believe, uh, we're honored that you would come and be a part of our Christmas Eve services here at NBC Loudon. Wherever you find yourself today, as it relates to this story, what I want to do is just take a few moments, a few moments of your time, and consider the truth claims of the story of Christmas. And then consider its, its relevance, its importance for each of our lives if this story is true. Let's do exactly what we just sung. Let's see what God has done. Now, this is, this is a stunning story, one that if you slow down and you consider it, it will truly blow your mind. The invisible becomes visible. The infinite becomes finite. 
What happens in, in, in the incarnation is God becomes a baby. God becomes a baby. God has become a human being. And he has come, listen, not to be served. He has not come so that you will give him what is rightly due to him. He has come to serve. He has come to, to give his life as a ransom for many. God himself took on a human form to rescue his creation, to rescue you and me from the curse of sin and death. It's the story that we've seen unfold this month at McLean Bible Church as we've studied a particular passage of scripture in the New Testament, the book of Philippians chapter two. And I'm gonna reference it and draw from it uh, over the next couple of minutes and let it guide us this evening and help us to consider who is Jesus and what did he come to do for you and for me? So consider this with me. The Christmas story reveals Jesus who is God that took on human form. The Christmas story reveals Jesus, who is God that took on human form. This is what Philippians chapter two verses, the end of verses five, six, and seven speaks of when it says Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men. Now, what does that mean? Well, what it's saying is, it's making the staggering claim this evening that Jesus of Nazareth was God made man. He was in the form of God. He didn't count equality with God a thing to be grasped. He took on human form. Do you see the humility of the Son of God this evening? Do you see how low he was willing to go for you and for me? Now, I don't want to have anybody raise their hands and, and, and feel any shame in this moment, but some of us were requested to wear pajamas, Christmas pajamas, for the family Christmas photo. And we refused to do that. I mean, you refused maybe to have done that, okay? Why would you do such a thing? because you're concerned what other people might think of you, right? Or maybe you were invited into a Christmas party and it's like, wear this goofy Christmas sweater and we refused to, I mean, you might've refused to have done it this Christmas. Why would you refuse to do that? Because you're concerned what others might, you, that, that just seems like it's getting a little too low. It, it, it doesn't necessarily go with who you are. In a much more serious way, we are talking about a depth of humility that is staggering. That the eternal son of God humbled himself and became man. His humility and his willingness to suffer shame is unmatched. It's unmatched. The incarnation, God became man. Can we slow down this afternoon and just think about this? God, in all of his glory, not for any other reason other than to display his character, his heart for you, his heart of love and mercy and grace came toward us. He came to be one of us and he came to suffer. 
And it didn't start the moment they nailed his hands to the cross. It started the very first breath he took on that first Christmas night. His birth, when you think about it, is unsettling. It is unsanitary. And we like to Americanize it, but it was just downright filthy and unjust. This teenage mother had to borrow a stable from some animals because no one would give her a room. She is in active labor and no one would give her a room, so she had to go out and borrow a stable from the animals. I'm sure when his delicate newborn skin met the cold night air, it met it with anguish. This is God in the flesh who has come to suffer. Shortly after his birth, he and his family had to flee in terror before, listen, before the most powerful and positioned people of his day were to kill him. He couldn't even speak a word before his family had to flee. He suffered the trials of growing, growing up and learning as a boy. He faced intense and powerful temptations, disease and homelessness, hunger and sadness, grief, betrayal, injustice. He faced violence. The God of the world became human. The Christmas story reveals Jesus, who is God that took on human form. And the Christmas story also reveals Jesus, who is God, listen, that paid the ultimate price. The ultimate price. Make no mistake about this on this Christmas Eve. The story doesn't stop with God becoming one of us. The story continues on to this God who took on human form, paying the ultimate price for all of our sin. This is what Philippians 2 verse 8 says, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Listen, this story is about a God who became man and endured rejection so that you and I could experience his love for all of eternity. This story is about a God, almighty God, perfect in all of his ways, becoming like us and experiencing life-ending injustice so that you and I could experience God's unending acceptance. That's the story. This is a story of redemption. This is a story that says if you've made a mess of it, and you find yourself in a helpless situation. This is the story. This is the story that says God is not only willing to pay the price, he already has paid it for you at the cross. The ultimate price has been paid by the Christ of Christmas. You can enter into redemption tonight, this afternoon. You can do it freely by his grace. Why is that? Because... Jesus, the son of God, who took on human form, who deserved to be loved, was rejected. So that you, who deserved to be rejected, could be loved. So that you could be loved. This is the story of Christmas. 
So if, if, if you're sitting around a beautiful Christmas tree in the next couple of hours and you're enjoying your family and wonderful food, would you slow down in those times just to remember that this baby was born, the son was given to die the most scandalous of deaths, even death on a cross, in order to pay the ultimate price due our sins. Remember that baby in the manger, he came to die and his death would be the only way that peace would be given. The only way. So this Christmas story is not, absolutely not, about Jesus Christ coming to earth and telling us how to live. And then if we live a good life, then God owes us blessings. That's not the Christmas story tonight. The Christmas story tonight is that that Jesus came to earth and lived the life that we should have lived and then died the death that we should have died so that all who turn to him can experience life abundantly and eternally. This is the story. The death of Jesus, listen to me, was not a human plot. It was a divine strategy to secure peace in your life. So let me ask those who came in seeing this story as just another story. You came in seeing this story as unhelpful. Can I ask you humbly, where else, who else can love you like this? Who else are you going to find that can love you this miraculously, this helpfully? There's no one else. It's only the Christ of Christmas, in your failure, in your frailty, who else can love you this way? Only Christ Jesus, the Son of God who took on on human form and paid the ultimate price due our sins. Finally tonight, I want you to see this Christmas story reveals Jesus who is exalted Lord over all. The humble son of God, now supremely exalted above everything. Now, don't lose me here. I'm just a few minutes. Track with me here. Because this is the best news that you're going to hear tonight. Okay, Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. It says, therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Who is it that is supremely exalted in the universe? Who is it that is king of the cosmos? Who is it that is above all? It is the one who rules and reigns. Who is this? It is the humble son of God of God, the humble son of God who got low, lower than we could ever imagine. Think about the descent of the son of God. He willingly left the glories of heaven to be on a rescue mission. See his humility and his humble descent to save his people. See his humility in willingly taking on the form of a servant. He took up a towel to serve his creation. See his humility in willingly laying down his life, even death on a cross. Nothing could get lower than this. He became a scandal for you 
and for me, the humble son of God, listen, right now is exalted over it all. He's king. Whether you acknowledge that or not, he is king over all. Is he king over the nations? Yes, every single one of them. Is he king over sin and death and disease? Yes, he's king over that. Is he king over injustice and suffering? Yes, he's over that. Is he, is he king over your past, over your future? Is he king over today? Yes, he's king over you and me. He's over it all. That's who Jesus, the son of God is. He's the humble son of God who has been exalted above all. The humblest man who has ever lived now rules and reigns over it all over it all. He's been highly exalted is what Philippians 2 says. He's been given the name that is above every name. And now listen to me. That's the best news for you tonight. That's the best news. There's nobody higher than Jesus. There's nobody exalted higher than the eternal son of God who humbled himself and gave himself for you. That's the Christmas message. That's why it's the best ever. He's not up there on high, arrogantly or pompously looking down, barking out orders to you, telling you, get it together. He's not standing up there even impressed with those of you who think you do have it together. He's on high, ruling and reigning. And listen to me right now. He is inviting and welcoming broken, feeble, falling women and men and boys and girls into his forever kingdom, into his forever kingdom. That's good news. For those of you who this afternoon, you realize you are not in control. You might've tried. You gave it your best through domination or manipulation or busyness. You've tried to keep it all under your control, but now you realize you're not in control. Listen to me. You can right now humbly and joyfully bow your knee and confess with your mouth that Jesus, the humble son of God, is exalted above all. He is the only one in control. He is the only one that is truly great. And for those of us who long for the approval or the acceptance of others. And we, we are overly concerned with our self image, what others might think about us. Those of us who tend to hide things that will reflect negatively on us. We no longer have to fear man. We no longer have to hide. This is the good news of Christmas. We can humbly and joyfully bow the knee and confess with our mouth that Jesus, the humble son of God is Lord over it all. He alone is glorious. We are not. And for those of us who feel like we must prove ourselves, you have to accomplish something or achieve something or get it together in order to be validated in this life. Look at me. You can look to Jesus right now. The humble son of God is reigning and ruling over the cosmos. That's who he is. This is an amazing story. This story of Christmas, the story of Christ, God's story is the king of the cosmos, is the humble son of God, exalted above it all, ruling and reigning and inviting and welcoming us all in if we just turn to him. And here's what the story is telling us. Listen, 
one day the whole earth will bow to King Jesus. One day the whole earth will confess he is Lord. One day all of creation will bow down and confess, Jesus, you are exalted over it all. But listen, today you get to. You get to do it. One day, everyone will do it. There is no doubt. It will happen. But today, you get to. You get to, on this Christmas Eve, come under the gracious and glorious rule and reign of the humble Son of God who gave his life for you and is now ruling and reigning over everything. Do you know that you can come to the one who meets you in your greatest need, who satisfies your deepest desire? and who offers you everlasting joy, new and eternal life, never ending. He is the king of the cosmos. Listen, one day the whole earth will bow before him. Will you bow before him today? Let's pray together. With heads bowed and eyes closed, I'm just going to ask our worship team to come back and They're going to lead us in one more song of praise. But I want to give us a few moments in the stillness of this moment before you take off running in all different directions. And I ask you this simple question. What does the Christmas story represent to you? Is it just a story? Is it just a little sentimental story that helps you come into gatherings like this a couple of times a year? Is there something more to it? I want to plead with you just in this moment, right where you're sitting, your head bowed and your eyes closed, will you go before the Lord and ask him to give you the faith to see what Christmas is all about. To see that it's not just another story, it's the story. It's the story of God coming to rescue us from the curse of sin and death. It's the only story where you can find a happy ending. Heavenly Father, we, we bow before you on this Christmas Eve. We confess Jesus is Lord on this Christmas Eve. This isn't just a story, it's the story. It's the greatest story. It's one that gives us hope. It's one that allows frail, failing human beings to find a secure hope in your love, God, for us that is clearly displayed through the person and work of Jesus. And for anyone here today that has not yet trusted in that story, in who you are, Jesus, and all you've done, and for anyone here today who's veered off of that track and is walking away, would you, by your grace and your mercy, draw them near to you? Would you open up their heart? Would you open up their eyes to see the glory and the beauty and the truth of the Christmas story?
God, you came to be one of us so that you could rescue us and we could have life abundantly and eternally forever and ever. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.